going live, Mark. Just okay. be careful what you say. <laughs> I'll leave you Morning, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Growth. Sorry. I've got a mouthful of biscuit. That was a stupid <laughs> thing to do. Um, welcome to the Small Business Support Group. It's Friday. It's on Friday. Yay. Um, we have Maz, we have Jay, and we have Mark in the house. And we do have our roving reporter, Grant, oh, um, yeah. who is out and about uh, doing stuff. I think he's actually just gone for a jolly. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's business related. Um, he's going to Wimbledon. So, you know, it's called off. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to look at a car. That's what he does because he has this project every year. He'll tell you himself. Actually, he has a project where um, he does he does some he buys a second hand car for the summer um, and does it up and then drives around in it and they usually drive to Italy in it. Um, and then coming back, and then he sells it. His project is always to sell it at the end of this summer for more or at the same that he bought it at the start. And he's done it for a few years now, and he's been quite successful at it. So it's uh, that's quite interesting. That is. So he'll tell you all about that when he comes on, as long as he gets a Wi Fi signal. Um, Maz, do you want to kick things off today with whatever you want to talk about? Oh, yes, I have got a slide up. Hang on a minute. Sorry, I do apologize. This is what Maz will be talking about today. I haven't edited it, Maz. I've let, left it the oh. same. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Thank you. You carry on. It's Friday. And I was listening to a podcast in the morning. And on the podcast was a gentleman who said, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. And I resonated with it. I thought it's a very thought-provoking quote that shows us how important, especially in this time, in the pandemic, COVID-19, it's so important to be flexible in our daily undertakings. You know, change is a process of, I like to call it transformation. Do we ever stop to think about the actual process of change? The world, as we know it today, will not be as we will know it tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. The people that we know today, we are not going to be the same people tomorrow, next week, next month or next year. The simple fact of the matter is that change continues to evolve and expand on every level, each second throughout our day. Change is like the wind blowing a sailboat through the open ocean. To resist change is to fight against the inevitable and all powerful forces of life. On the other hand, to harness the power of change will take one on a path of unexpected transformation that actually can bring many blessings and the potential for abundant opportunities. Inflexibility has killed great many people over the course of human history. You know, the funny thing about life is that it presents us with a constant array of clues that are somewhat forced upon us when we least expect them. You know, the great sailors of days gone by picked up on this very quickly. They knew that the wind blows and directs with a purpose. They realized that through the act of harnessing this powerful force, that they could redirect themselves along paths that offered less resistance and greater potential success. Yes, indeed for them, these journeys might have taken longer. However, life always has a means and a purpose for everything that it throws our way. 
you know, learn from the winds. As I like to put it, they are our teachers. Life has an interesting way of teaching us lessons that prepare us for the journey ahead. You know, we all have goals, dreams, and ambitions that we would like to one day successfully bring to physical reality. Yet, from our very limited perspective, I think we fail to realize or understand how unworthy and undeserving we actually are of these experiences. Every goal, every dream, every deep, intense purpose that we could conjure up with the recesses of our minds is not so much a destination, I'd say, but rather a journey of experiences filled with lessons, hardships and challenges that must be confronted and overcome in order to experience the pleasures of the destination that we envision within our minds. No man or woman ever accomplished their goals, dreams, or visions without first experiencing the hardship of the journeys that led them to their final destination. When the winds came, they understood that they had a choice. They could either resist and try to fight over the top of the winds of change, or they could harness the power of these winds and propel themselves forward towards their destination in potentially unforeseen ways. They realize that life is in a constant process of motion and change that adapts to our shifting thoughts, actions, emotions, and goals. You know, what we consciously think we want may indeed not be what we unconsciously desire. Yet, the shifting wind knows and realizes these internal desires and progressively adjusts our course towards our true intention. Will this course bring about a smoother journey of experiences? Or will it bring further hardships and lessons? As our course changes, the wind becomes our teacher. They help us to understand what it will take to deserve to experience our dreams in physical reality. Without these experiences, it would be impossible to accomplish what we seek. You know, ask the most successful people in the world if they would have become who they are, if not for those challenges, problems, or ill-fated circumstances that constantly stood in their way. They learned throughout this process that life will always throw you curveballs and that unless we adjust, adapt, and alter our course to match the change that we are experiencing, we will suffer the consequences of ill-fated decisions that may leave us guilt-ridden for the remainder of our lives. So I want you all to remember that we simply can't change the direction of the wind, but we can adjust our sails to reach our ultimate destination. Yes, again, it's amazing. She's, uh, that was a long one today as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I forgot to share it, but I caught the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing then? Oh, was, hang on, hang on. We'll come back to you, Maz. Our roving reporter in the field, Grant Stein, is is uh, on a. Always, oh, it's going to be difficult. This is he is uh, on a tube in London. <laughs> I think he's frozen. Yeah, I think he's frozen. But you know what? That that's a screenshot and a half. That is that's that's a screenshot. 
I'm having that one. Hang on a minute. Just grab that. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, don't worry. Use that. Use that. We'll have that. We'll have that. But uh, yeah, he's, so he's, <laughs> he's supposed to be reporting and telling us what it's like in London. Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're in a house, Jay. You can tell us you're there. <laughs> have a look out the window. What is it like, Jay? Is it is it busy? It's bright and sunny, just as I'm sure it is up in Midland. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> in in uh, in the leafy suburb of Dodge, it is cloudy, unfortunately. Oh, really? yeah, yes. Uh, imagine what it's like by you. Are you is your weather okay? I don't know what we're talking about this for. Is <laughs> yeah. well, frozen, or she just yeah, sat no, there? No, she's just no, she blinked. Pointing for the questions about to come. Um, well, no, it's. All, I don't want to start. You know, it, it's let's let's just digest what she said because it was very long. And and can I just say something that uh, there's lots of people commenting on my watch party. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is. If you're watching this on the watch party, which is thank you very much for doing that. But if you can go to the main page to comment on the small business support group, um, you, we can get your comments up on the screen then. So uh, if you could do that, that would be excellent. Here's Grant. He's back oh, in the room yeah. again. He's actually sitting on the tube. <laughs> Is it busy? Oh, no, no, that clearly says that. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That is amazing. After yesterday, the pitch wow. day two. It's absolutely deserted, guys. Everywhere is like the zombie apocalypse. It's the weirdest thing ever. Oh, where were all really these people is. the other day then? I don't know. I don't know. I've just been through Euston Station. It was deserted. Don't touch your few... face with your gloves. Uh, got any chinos, mate? <laughs> don't, don't, don't scratch it with your hands. Oh, my Lord. Uh, but sorry, Euston Station, yeah. What was it like, the station? Yeah, it was pretty pretty empty. It's weird. weird. I did, did a quick video while I was there. But just, just to give you, before I lose Wi-Fi again, um, there are signs everywhere saying you've got to wear face masks. Right. Uh, everybody... Uh, about 50% of the people are ignoring it by the looks of it. As as they do. Um, two metre distancing is... Uh, I can't see much of it on the trains, but it was definitely around the station. There was lots of stuff talking about uh, distancing. But like you see, that's not difficult. <laughs> no, really no, that's not, not a problem, is it? Keeping your distance. So it looks like most people... I'm about to move off, so I'll probably lose Wi-Fi now, but it looks like most people are being very... There we go. Yeah, there we go, yeah, there you go. That's a Why don't they have Wi-Fi in the tunnels? That's they should have that. Can That's, I pick them up? That, that, that was a question for Jay there because he lives yeah. down there. Why don't they have Wi-Fi in the tunnels, Jay? Any reason for that? Well, I'll tell you the bane of my life because every time I commute to work, or when I used to commute to work, um, yeah, when you're in the middle of something, as soon as you hear the tunnel, then yeah, it's blackout. So um, right. I don't know. They, they don't seem to have uh, overcome. I don't know. They said. Is it a technical issue or? Well, surely you just run the, 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 the transmitters all the way through the tunnels. Surely that would have been the way to do it. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just talk about what Maz was talking about then, um, which was a, a beautiful. Um, do you write these, Maz? Sometimes I have bullet points just so I know, so I don't use my trail of thought. Yeah, okay. She doesn't want to give her secrets away here, does she? Um, I just wanted to pick up on the, the whole. Sailing, it's amazing that you bring that into the fall with business there, Maz, because I am part of the sailing club. Uh, and uh, this week they've announced, obviously, with social distancing, we can go to our boats. And anyone who's done sailing will know that the wind is um, 
an unwieldy beast, if you like, and you do try and enhance it at your peril. So yeah. that's like what we're going to do right now with business. That's very true. It is. It is very true. Um, so, I mean, what was your inspiration behind that this morning? Because I know you wanted to be positive. Um, I think with as... all the news and media and people complaining, I mean, hands up to myself as well. I know I've been doing it on the show as well, where I've said, you know, Mr. Johnson has done this and Rishi Sonak has done this, but why has that happened? But sometimes we just have to look at ourselves and realize that actually you can't change the direction, but you can adjust yourself. I mean, I'm a public speaking coach and I run workshops in person. I go into corporates. And when this happened, I was really worried. I thought, how am I going to do it? I've had to cancel all my work. I never right. realized that actually there was a digital platform to venture out on. And I remember having this conversation with Mark in the early days of the lockdown. And I said, Mark, you know what? I feel really down today. And he said, what's wrong? And I said, I can't do something that I'm so passionate about and I love doing. And he said, well, why not? I said, well, with the social distancing, we can't go out. Everything's closed. And Mark said, well, bring it on the digital platform. And I said, how can I do that? Is anybody even going to take me seriously? Because the only digital platform I know is where people are making funny videos. They're laughing. You have TikTok. Actually, can I bring education to the digital platform? I don't know of it. I know there is. But it's new to me. And he said, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. And you know, that's when I realized that actually, wow, yeah. And I've been doing it for the last six weeks. And I went out to Denmark, to India, to Pakistan, to Jordan, to Dubai, where I've done one-to-one -one coaching sessions. Um, and if this didn't happen, I would never have been able to do that. No, it's, uh, I think, that, you know, we've found a way, haven't we? You know, it's, yeah. I know that, as Darren says, the only constant in life is change. But we've, we've, <laughs> We have adapted and changed quite heavily over the past seven, eight weeks. Um, uh, I mean, I, not for me so much because, you know, I've always lived a, a digital life anyway. Um, but it, a lot of people who have never used Zoom and all those other platforms that you can get on, um, it is diff different for people. But I think it's for the better. I really do. There's, you know, we, we, we've mentioned this several times, and Grant's mentioned it as well, that producti productivity has increased because of people working from home, where you think, oh, you're working from home, and, you know, you can get and have a cup of coffee and watch some television. No, one, no one's there to monitor you. Um, but I think there's been a lot of people who've, you know, well, this is the way forward. We've got to get on with it. And it's, it's worked. What do you think, Jay? Um, yes, yeah, so I think the pandemic, if anything, is going to force people to reinvent themselves permanently now. Um, so case in point, in terms of education, my kids have, or they did have uh, regular uh, tuition sessions, um, I think once or twice a week. Uh, and then obviously, when the pandemic hit, it suddenly stopped. Uh, so the, the, the tutor have now implemented Zoom lessons and um, now conducts them weekly um, on you know, uh, Skype or Zoom or webinars or what have you. So I think even moving forward, you know, once lockdown is lifted, um, rather than having group classes, she can just carry on doing the one-to-ones or, or even group sessions through Zoom. So, um, yeah, I think certainly moving forward, a lot of businesses, whether they're small or corporates, they're going to implement these or keep these changes uh, permanently um, and also, you know, introduce much more flexible ways of working. No, that is that is very true. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to another subject now because um, Mark's getting a little, having a little bit of a hissy fit because he hasn't spoken yet. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll let everybody know who watches this. There's, there's, we do have a private chat between ourselves. That's right. actually for me to direct everybody to tell them what to do. But Mark likes to use it to say, "I'm not on yet. Let me speak." <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being careless. <laughs> I don't think you are. As the presenter, we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if, you know, I have to, I have to move things on. That's my role. But now we're going to move things on to Mark because Mark wants to talk about education. So go on, Mark. Off you go. The reason is it was picked up on the news today that uh, Steve Chalk, the founder of Oasis Trust, which has 35 primary schools, has said that the schools will be open on the 1st of June. Now, obviously, uh, the school, um, you know, governors, all the, all the rest of the schools in themselves, the trade unions are in arms about all of this because obviously whether it's safe, how they can obviously get around this and, you know, how can they protect their children? And that is a valid point. How are we going to protect their children? But he also uh, points out another valid point, which I've been harping on for um, weeks, if not months now, mental health. And not only the mental health of her children, and he points out, like, yeah, let's, it's sidelocked there in a sense of, like, you know, and I imagine that most of his um, foundation schools, if you like, are in, you know, London and big cities because he talks about, you know, inner city uh, children being locked in um, flats, uh, high-rise uh, buildings for a number of, uh, of weeks now, not months, and how it's going to affect their mental health. And also about free meals, you know, you know, all these people who are below the poverty line, parents who are struggling right now and rely on not just the education, but also for their children to be fed uh, a regular meal a day. Now, I can resonate that personally in as much as I didn't grow up in an affluent area. I was I always likened it to us dragged up rum bought up. And uh, it's a difficult one because, I mean, retrospectively, my mother would be arrested now, I'm sure. When I was 14 years old, uh, my sister was 12. I was left on my own for three days with no electricity, no gas, and no food. Now, that has stayed with me for all my life to move on and better myself. Now, what that says, I feel with all this, is we need to be looking at ways we can uh, get our schools back you know, get our teachers safe, of course, but at the same time, get back to normal. Now, what was interesting is my my son, um, you know, who's the last one to go back to uh, school for a key worker, my wife is, and I'm not complaining with the school, but it was how they communicated it to us. The secondary school said to my wife, okay, why hasn't your son been in school as a key worker already? One, because she was transferring from one force to another. She took her leave, she took extra holiday, she took everything she possibly could to make sure she was at home to look after her kids and take the burden off the teachers looking after key workers. Now, when we need it, you know, you're questioning why. Then the second email was the next day when she filled out the form and said, we would like him in these days because my husband does work, yeah, works from home and, uh, you know, they're locked away, or well, not locked away, but he's a teenager, he's in his room all the time, Yeah. Um, you know, what I felt was, you know, they then questioned why he wasn't in school on on yesterday. And yet we've asked for Monday to Thursday, but there was no communication that, okay, we accept what you need, 
and your son needs to be at school tomorrow. So I just felt that we're being told we're not a we're not a babysitting service. Where's your son if he's supposed to be in school? And yet there's no communication from this particular school to say we accept that you know what you want is there and your wife is a key worker. I emailed them simply back and said your communication needs to be better. And I am not here asking you to babysit my child. I'm asking you to give him an education and to get back to normality. And that's what the schools need to do right now. I understand it's difficult for everyone. And I know there's different viewpoints, but our children are suffering. And our children are suffering because you, Phil, you don't have the science. Well, no one has the science. Trust me, coronavirus, no one has the answer to that right now. But we are getting back to normal. And that's what needs to happen. Well, it's um, it's another very dynamic one for Mark, and uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry about the interruption then, because I was just prepping something else, and it and it jumped up on the screen. Um, well, that's fine. I mean, you, you're completely right what you're saying there. I mean, it's the whole this whole educational thing is is an issue at the moment. Um, uh, I, I, I've got a certain point of view on it, but I think Maz just wants to just briefly. You don't have to keep it. No, I'm not. You don't have to keep it brief, Maz. If you do want to expand yourself, please no, do. But Maz has got a point. Go on. Yeah. I was going to say, agree with Mark. I would love, and I think me and Jay were saying this offline, for my children to get back to school ASAP. Not necessarily for learning, but for the benefits of social interaction and change of scenery. I feel that the mental health of our children is starting to suffer and this is reflected in their behavior no matter how much time and support we give them if the consensus is no children back to school how long do the teachers head teachers and those parents want to keep everyone at home i mean are you waiting for the virus to go are you waiting for a vaccine and if the children are to stay home for a sustained time why and in capital letters why? In today's technology, has a school day not been introduced for each class with its own teachers online? Most of Europe is back to school in various ways. You know, I would like to hear a cohesion argument from teachers or the union. Why is it that the UK has to be so different? And it's no good saying we have the highest death rate because that is plain wrong. Second highest death toll? Yes. But then don't forget, are a big population fifth highest death rate you know better than better than a number of our european neighbors who have open schools union members and others trying to find reason not to return to work whilst at the same time standing outside the door clapping for those that don't have that luxury like seriously i don't think so but don't you think wouldn't I mean I, I'm I, I sit on both sides here. I fully understand we need to get the kids out the at the houses and get them back into school because it, it's driving people insane. But um, don't you think an extra couple of weeks would have would have mattered? I mean, why didn't we just get everything back and yet again get things back straight and get things back in a better position from the first of September? I mean, you're going to now send these kids back on the first of June. They've got wit week or, or half term in between that as well. And then they've got three weeks after that. And then it's summer holidays. Isn't well, it? Wouldn't you thought it was better if we took the time just to get things right and stop bloody rushing into shit and I'm, then causing different problems? I'm sorry, Matt, but like, you know, we talk about summer holidays. They've had a summer holiday because that's there's teachers. 
there's no there's no actual no no they haven't no there's no structural work i'm not having to go at all teachers because there's some no. great teachers going in every day and doing their bit Maz is saying got the wife on the phone hang on yeah. not planning not planning lessons you know they're expecting parents i said uh, a few weeks ago a good friend of mine and Jay, your other half is a doctor as well. Yeah, she she's in the medical field. She's a nurse. She was pulling her hair out after doing 12-hour shifts, uh, coming off all of this, and then sitting there working out, even though she was sending her child to school, working out how she could get her child to do the syllabus that they put online for them to do. So when they're going, and this is primary at the moment, not senior, I understand, but primary, when they're going to school, they're not learning anything. They're, you know, and I'm grateful for what they're doing, but that is a childcare service, what they're doing. Why can't they do like the other schools, like the, the big schools are doing, is um, work in the morning of what the teachers have set you, and in the afternoon you go out and play? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So my point is this. We've had nearly three months off now. We're being told there are no holidays. We can't go anywhere. So open the schools up. Let's catch up on the education, you know, and let's work to – no business at the moment has got the answer either, but they're being pushed and requested and using health and safety guidelines, you know, to get back to work, to get back to normal, you know. And that, that's what I was saying earlier, uh, you know, that we can't change directions of the wind, <laughs> but we can adjust the sails, guys. Why is it that we're not adjusting the bloody sails? Because now there is nobody steering the ship though is there you're right but then what happened to that was, that was a good one i'll write that one down <laughs> because matt listen but don't you think this so many weeks the kids were at home i mean my kids have questioned my degree now because i can't answer some of the questions <laughs> like should you even have a degree and i'm like yeah they're like we don't believe you how is it you don't even know basic algebra i haven't done it in years i don't know how to do it why Right? It's just one yeah. of those subjects. It's one of those subjects that they teach you, and if you don't use it, you just forget it. So, you know, it's, that's that's the problem. So, great. Teachers don't want to go back. They don't feel safe. Why is it that in that time they did not have where they sat at the other end and actually had the whole classroom switch, which was safe, and then give them the lessons? There's a whiteboard. They can but share that. But you, you, you're talking uh, – uh, I, I never remember the different years, but, you know, probably year seven and above you're talking about. But anything below that, it's it's a different type of schooling. You know, now my wife is quite happy. She's been going back into school. She's working. They had a little vote yesterday amongst themselves and said, is everybody happy to go back? Is anybody worried about it? And well, she just said, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll go back. Not a problem at all. But there are – you know, there are people who are concerned, a lot of teachers who are concerned, a lot of people are still scared, which, you know, is, is understandable because we still haven't been given a, a clear guideline on what to do. The government said on on Sunday the schools go back on the 1st of June. Today is the day that they're actually having a meeting with the unions and the educational ministers to, to discuss how to move forward. So that's great, and they can do that. But our school, as I said yesterday, the, the, the school that I'm connected with, they... They're gonna. Ha they've worked out. They're gonna have to move, remove all the uh, soft furnishings and all the toys, and so everything can be easily wiped down, which is great. And that's common sense, and that's the way it's got to be. But what kind of educational standard is there going to be for the child? There isn't going to be one. It is purely just childcare. That's all this is going to be until we get to September. It's just childcare. Okay. That's what it will be. 
but obviously, um, if you're if you haven't got the luxury to work from home like you and I am, uh, Matt, and obviously Maz and and Jay, you know, what about the people who physically are being told they've got to go back to work? Then, yeah, I pointed this out the other day with the whole furlough issue that when the furlough, um, you know, money stops or fifty percent stops in July, end of July. August, they're asking employers to contribute. You're going to get a lot of employees who are going to be unemployed because you've seen it before. There are not always the, um, you know, there's always a ruthless employer out there. We'll say, you know, and we've heard this with uh, Weatherspoons before all this, saying, like, you know what, you're coming. And if you don't, there are plenty of other people. And Amazon saying there are plenty of other people to do your job. Yeah. And that's what will happen. If they can't go to work, you'll have an employer say, fine, there's an unemployed list right there, and I'll choose somebody else, so enjoy. They will not have the choice. And we're not saying schools should be, um, you know, caring and, and, you know, the babysitters of our children. But what we are saying is we want them, we want them safe, we want them there. But as Mr. Chalk says, there are 45% of pupils who are on school-free meals. And if they do not get these meals, we're going to have bigger problems at the end of this, mentally and physically, because they'll be starving to death. As long as long as the, you know, as long as everything's done correctly, that's what they've got to do. And I'm just I'm just saying the case of making sure everything's safe. That's all yeah. for the kids. Yeah. And then that we we understand that kids are uh, asymptomatic and it's also they don't they don't suffer from it quite badly um but they still carry it and they still tra transfer it so that's there's lots of things that have got to be ticked things have got to move on we've got to get where we've got to get to now um but it's uh you know it, 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 it i just think just it, it just everything seems rushed everything this whole process has been rushed you know from the point of saying lockdown 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 and then suddenly on the sunday all right, off we go then. And literally, that's what happened. And if you, you can't say that didn't happen. You just I, said, yeah, okay, on. <laughs> I think also when the lockdown happened, it's like they condition you and they all said, oh, no schools definitely till not September. So people in their minds, teachers have thought, okay, we've. Oh, did you freeze then? Oh, no. You froze then, Maz. Oh, sorry. I said when the lockdown happened, they said, didn't they, that there'd be no school till September? Yes, that's correct. They did, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they changed it around. It was like, okay. Well, because they're running out of money. Yeah. So they said one thing, and then they said another, and then they said one thing. You know, the, the, there's this fight going out on in, in the House of Commons with the, I forgot his name now, Boris Johnson. What's his name? Starmer. What's. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they've got some sort of food going on between themselves, and now they've come out that actually more people that were in the Commons, same time as Boris, had the COVID 19. Why weren't they transparent about it? I mean, there's so many mixed messages. So I definitely understand from teachers' perspective as well what they're saying, and Matt, what you're saying that yes, there's fear. But then, Mark, I also understand what you're saying, and you're right. And I've said definitely, I know Matt's saying that maybe it's just childcare and they won't get education. But even for people like where who have to go out and work, that's a luxury right now. No, it is. No, it, it, yeah. it is. It, it, you know, it's, it's perfectly right. I mean, we, we we haven't even gone down the route of 
you know, the the the, the, the teachers are, are haven't been given any PPE. They haven't been given have extra wipes, disinfectant, nothing, absolutely nothing. And they've just had to work it out themselves. They had to yeah. go and buy it. They've had to go and buy it themselves. That's not right. You no. know, that's that's not right. But anyway, let's let's move on because we could be stuck on this. Uh, well, Jay, what have you got any thoughts on this for just just before we move on? Uh, yeah, because I think it's been, I mean, certainly for me, a big point of contention uh, in terms of schooling. Um, now, the, the topic today is obviously talking about winds of change and how we can reinvent ourselves. So my issue was, why haven't the schools managed to reinvent themselves quick enough to embrace new technology to get these kids educated? Because at the moment, it's more reliant on just simply sending an email this is what their tasks are go ahead and do it um i've barely had my kids go on any um video conferences or remote learning classes um certainly instigated by the school um occasionally there's been i think i think one of the teachers have done i think a couple of zoom calls but that's off his own back not through um, being instructed by the school to do so. Um, I've even emailed my daughter's secretary school asking, you know, why haven't they implemented this? Because I think it seems to vary hugely from school to school that some schools are embracing technology and having regular lessons, whether it's daily or weekly. But I, I think maybe I've just been unlucky, but with my kids' schools, they haven't really, um, you know, um, embraced the technology and uh, made use of it. No, it, it is. It's uh, yeah, as we've already said. There's just been it's just been disorganisation. But you can't blame the government as such because it's an easy thing to say, and it's an and it's a get out clause. But we've never been through this before, so yeah, we're not, not prepared for this. Much, but it, it no. seems to, the president seems to vary from school to school because I've heard of other yeah. schools are implementing remote distance learning, and they're having. Um, virtual classrooms and they, you know why can't each lesson what they would normally have in their timetable be a virtual lesson um, and, to, and I and know to that, that dynamic of that varies from primary to secondary certainly with secondary they can implement that but and they've got the technology to do it yeah. the every single classroom has got the technology to do a, vir a virtual uh, yeah. classroom definitely yeah. so yeah. I'm not sure why yeah, that has, that has happened. Secondary schools, they could easily implement that and have some form of, you know, they could, you know, the, a a structured day where each lesson is conducted virtually. Primary, yes, there's a bit more. Yeah, it's it, it it's it's not so simple. It's a bit more, yeah, even just one, one gathering, one virtual gathering a day, is is not unreasonable. No, it isn't. It isn't definitely not. Uh, this is obviously will run and run until we get to the first of June, if we get to the 1st of June and it still happens. But it looks like it is because London yesterday, uh, I just want to bring this up, we only had 24 new cases of coronavirus in London yesterday. 24, which is really impressive. What's not impressive is the north of England that had 3,000 new cases. What? You think that would be the other way around? With yeah. Yeah, so you are, you, you, you're about a week, two weeks ahead, aren't you, uh, London area? So... That, that may be so. Uh, I don't know what the Midlands area. Sorry, what was the death figures in? Uh, I haven't got the death figures. I've only got the, the uh, new cases. Oh, wow. Okay. Because obviously the death the death figures are at least two to three weeks uh, in advance, aren't they? Or in in the back, sorry, in delay. So the, the, the actual new cases is the one we have to watch first. So it's um, 24 is really good, you know. And there, there's reports floating around this morning that, that London could be virus-free in the next week, next two weeks, possibly. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, sorry. We just don't know. Well, there was an interesting case about um, there was a confirmed case in December in of a man or someone who had it in France in December, which kind of throws everything out in the air now. And they, they did you hear about that, or did anyone else hear about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I heard about that. Yeah, because. I, I went through something really similar in December. It's like one of the worst flus I've ever had, and I don't hardly ever get ill. And I just had literally textbook symptoms of coronavirus in late December. And yeah. I know quite a few other people have had it as well. So, yeah. Well, Grant, Grant had it. Yeah. Grant had it, didn't he? Yeah, in January. Yeah, I had late December. Yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter had it, uh, I think it was the end of January. She was, uh, she collapsed. You know, she couldn't walk because she she had the flu so bad. So, well, we just don't know, don't we? There's um, there's my brother-in-law is in Sweden, and him and his uh, stepdaughter have had uh, symptoms, which is going around. Uh, people have been tested for COVID. We'll say this light um, touches of it, if you like. But you are lethargic. You can't move. You're a little bit achy. But yeah, that's about it, type thing. And you've got a few headaches, and then it passes. Uh, and that's what they say is a sign of it as well, type thing on the touching side of things. But in Sweden, yeah, as we know, it's different over there. And he believes he's caught it, and obviously their testing is different from ours. But he's caught it, um, but you know they are just using the herd um, type of approach to it all. Yeah. So well, we, it could be as I said, we don't yeah. know, do we? That's the problem. That's that's what we're going to wait and see. So uh, obviously, uh, oh no, is he is he back in? Oh no, what? Why have we got you on twice there, Grant? Uh, Mark, that's it. That's weird. Ignore what? that. Uh, it's all right, don't worry. I've got you. This end technical. Don't worry. So uh, Grant sent a couple of pictures through uh, okay. of his travels in the underground. So that's one with his uh, mask on uh, earlier, and there's uh, a nice little uh, picture. Um, face covering should be used. We were talking about traveling on our services. Yeah, we were saying. I mean, that, that's that's interesting because it's obviously it, the government haven't said that, have they? That's no. they haven't said you've got to wear them. Yeah. Uh, but obviously the uh, transport for London have said yes to that. So, oh well, initiative. You know, that's what we're all talking about all the time. So uh, we've got a couple of jobs we've got to get done. Um, first of all, obviously we haven't shown the picture of uh, Mark, the MP. Uh, so we'll just get, that, just get that out of the way. <laughs> and also we've got. Um, we got to draw our flashback radio competition, which uh, we will do now. And the idea was that you liked and shared uh, our posts. Thanks to everybody who's done that. A few people just shared it and uh, didn't like it. So they kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of made our job a little bit difficult. But we threw everybody sort of into a random digital hat uh, and we've pulled one out. And it's actually uh, one of our, one of our uh, regulars on the show, which is nice. Uh, it's Darren from Down South. Um, okay, the segue. So he's got free advertising uh, on Flashback Radio. Uh, I will pass that over to Pete, who runs Flashback and uh, owns it. And uh, he knows Darren as well, which is going to be quite funny. So that's that, which is brilliant. Uh, so what we doing at the weekend, kids? Maz, what are you up to? Actually, I'm doing a podcast on Sunday, and I'm really excited. Oh, no. And I'm excited at the same time. I've never done it. Well, it's just like this, except we can't see your pretty face. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to be interviewed. Oh, so you're going to be actually interviewed? Yeah, yeah. No, and you will be able to see it. It's actually going to go on oh. to 
Oh, he's got a visual one as well. Oh, okay, that's kind of good. Okay. Visual. Oh. So I'm going to do my hair, makeup, best shirt. Oh. Always makes it. So you you don't do it for this show then? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what, you, what you're trying to say there? I always put some gel in my hair, even though there's oh, not wow. much of it. <laughs> And and Mark always makes well, no, he doesn't. Uh, Jay looks good today, though. Right. Uh, so, Mark, what, what are you? Oh, sorry, Maz, you got all the stuff. Sorry. No, no, that's it. That's I was just going to say. I thought you were going to say. You know, I, I'm, we're going to. I'm going to do something on the BBC. You know, whatever. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's, it's not that high level up. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm going to share it with you guys once uh, it's done. That's good. So don't forget if you were. You, what you need to do is to get in touch with a, a good public speaker teacher and uh, they'll be able to sort you out. What are you trying to say? My public speaking skills are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have this conversation off there, Matt. <laughs> it's a joke, Maz. It's Friday. I'm trying to do some jokes. This is, you know, I'm here all week. Just tip your way to us. Mark, what are you up to? Uh, well, obviously, uh, it's Friday. Uh, last week was VE Day, as we know. Uh, yeah. Kind of got out of hand, I think, for most people in the country with social distancing. But tonight is back to normal. Uh, separation by uh, the bins. So it's a bin party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine who comes out is a neighbour who comes uh, and obviously sits with us. She encourages me to move the bins so she doesn't have to sit by. I don't know what that's about. But she's a teacher, so I might just leave her there today. Okay, all right. Let's not talk about teachers. Mark, did you want to mention, um, uh, obviously, after the weekend, you've got the Get Set uh, Mondays. Yeah, Get uh, Set meetings. Uh, Maz actually is running a Mondays uh, event uh, at 10 o'clock. Anyone who wishes to uh, book in for free first-time visitors, use the coupon code Moving, and you can attend this uh, Birmingham event online. And Wednesday, we're launching Manchester. And we've got a few businesses already booked for the Manchester event. All oh, Sorry, wait, can wait I... a minute. What, what, no, no, I need to speak first. Maz, who's talking on Monday? Oh, that's what I was just going to say. Oh, so, right, okay, let's check it. Sorry, Karen. No, no, that's what I was just going to say. So, yeah, Get Set Mondays, I'll be hosting. And it's the lovely Matt. You'll be doing a presentation on social media. That's me worrying about that all over weekend now. I hate doing those things. <laughs> Great you have to be so you, you can't just add libby it's just terrible can't do it anyway uh jay what are you up to well it's friday virtual pub night <laughs> virtual pub night that's what we want to hear uh we've uh <laughs> is that it you just gonna is that gonna carry you through all for the weekend no it should do it depends how many i do this, this <laughs> now don't forget that uh saturday night, i'll talk about my friday in a second but saturday night um if you've got nothing to do, BBC One is running a... Uh, they are running some sort of Eurovision Song Contest on Saturday night. Now, I'm a big fan of the Eurovision Song Contest because it's so pants, basically. Uh, and it, I just love it. I just love everything about it. And it's a shame it's not on this year. But they're doing this whole... They've got. They've actually got all the songs on video, uh, and you can vote for them. So that's this is Saturday night. I think it's 7.30 it starts on BBC One. Well, I don't know. Used to be it's, an institution. It, I gave up on it in the mid nineties, I think. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, we see Graham Norton's. Uh, it, it, I, I always look up to him. I think he's great. Well, he uh, but, <laughs> yeah, he was. Yes, yeah, he's, he's he's gone now. Yeah, just remember that. See, a friend of mine, they're big avid fans of the Eurovision contest. Each year, we go to the house. They deck the house out with uh, different countries are hosting it. All the rest of it, we get together. We get given 
uh, a country to choose as yeah. to which which one will will be for the Eurovision contest. What they've done this year, so we're meeting on Saturday. All of us have got to do our own prep for what band or country we're going to do, and we're going to mime it. <laughs> so the whole family really up and mime. Yeah, I just think like those who are like massively into this will be amazing. These people will. They dress up. They do the whole thing. I haven't even looked at it yet. <laughs> so I think I'll be crap. <laughs> Possibly. Right. I'm just going to want a little. I've got a bit of a promo for. Uh, I'm doing obviously the normal B93 house party this evening, but tonight is a bangers special. We're calling it, uh, uh, which means we only are. We're only getting requests in for massive tunes which means none of your slow rubbish or your rock music or anything like that. It's just massive tunes. And we've put a little bit of a promo together to show you some of the songs that we'll be playing this evening. I know you, I don't know if you can hear it or not. Just read it. Put it on your, um, a bit later. On your phone at the same time. Cool in the game. That's amazing. Oh, Queen, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> bit of Billy Idol. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Justin Timberlake. I bet Maz likes Justin. <laughs> giving away my age now. <laughs> He's not that old, is he? <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's us later on from uh, eight o'clock this evening on Flashback Radio, uh, and also on the uh, DJ Matt Bullock. Facebook page. That'll be all fun. I just fed up with people requesting really slow, depressing songs. That's why I've done it. Um, <laughs> and it's like you're trying to you're trying to be upbeat, and it's then uh, <laughs> you know it's just it's just ridiculous. So it's all about you. slow rubbish. <laughs> As ever, always about me. Right. So that's brilliant. We're all sort of done. Uh, congratulations to Darren and uh, his Segway company. He'll be getting one month's worth of flashback radio advertising. Uh, we'll be in touch with him later. That is it. Ha everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on Monday at 12 o'clock. See you, everybody. Wow.